Hi everyone, it's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Today we're going to continue in our lifestyle series and talk about what it means to honor our parents. This can really apply no matter what season of life you're in, but specifically when you're in your teen or single years, there are some really important biblical principles that are often overlooked in our modern culture today. When I was in youth group, probably about 12 or 13 years old, I remember vividly a moment when our youth pastor told all of us that it was completely normal to distance ourselves from our parents, to disregard them, and to rebel against them. And he basically said something along the lines of, I know that not any of you in this room actually has a good relationship with your parents, and that's perfectly normal at your age, and that's why we as youth leaders are here in your life, because you can't talk to your parents anymore, but you can always come talk to us. And I remember feeling really awkward in that moment because I had a good relationship with my parents. And here I was being told by a church leader that it was normal for me to pull away from them and to ignore them and to not talk to them anymore. And I remember specifically thinking the only way that I can be normal and fit into my peer group is if I choose to pull away from my parents, to distance from my parents, because I don't want to be the only one in this entire group that actually has a good relationship with her parents and therefore is labeled abnormal. And I think so many issues in our culture stem from that kind of pressure. We are told this is how you need to be and this is how you need to act in order to be normal in the culture. So oftentimes we just go along with a mentality simply because we assume that that's what everybody does and that's what you're supposed to do. And that was really how it started for me. I began to distance myself from my parents in that season of my life because I wanted to be normal and fit in, not because I really had anything against them. They were great parents. I had been raised in a Christian home and they were good parents, but I just did not want to be the only one, the odd person out that continued to have a good relationship with them through my teen years. And so for the next few weeks and months and even into the next few years of my life, I really held them at arm's length. I didn't take their advice very seriously. I didn't confide in them. I disregarded a lot of their orders or commands or rules. I did a lot of things behind their back. And even though I wasn't outwardly screaming at them necessarily, I certainly wasn't honoring them. And as I look back at that season of my life, I really compare it to the story in scripture of Esau selling his birthright for a bowl of red stew. It was something so sacred that God had given him, and he just casually disregarded it for something temporal and something passing. God had given me uh, something beautiful and sacred in my relationship with my parents, and I carelessly tossed it away for something so trivial as the approval of the culture. Esau was so consumed with satisfying his own fleshly desires that he disregarded one of the most sacred things that God had given him. Selfishness overshadowed loyalty and honor, and he despised his heritage. And you can read about that in Genesis 25, 29 through 34. And it was very similar to the process that I walked through during that season of my life. I became very self-focused and I threw loyalty and honor out the window. My parents had poured everything out for me from the time I was a baby and yet I didn't 
show any gratitude towards all that they had done for me and all that they had given me. I said negative things about them to my friends. I didn't place a lot of value on their words or their guidance. And I basically was despising the heritage that God had given me. And as I disregarded those parental authorities in my life, a lot of things in my life began to go downhill. So instead of having loving counselors to protect me and to provide godly wisdom when I needed it, I began to make all my own decisions. And nearly all of them were wrong decisions. And I can honestly say that if God hadn't intervened during that season of my life, I can't even imagine the long-term outcomes that I would have had through my decision to disregard and dishonor the authority figures and the protection that he had given me and my parents. A few years later, when I surrendered my life completely to Christ, one of the first areas that he corrected was the way that I had been treating my parents. I began to look at scripture and it's very clear. Ephesians 6, 2 through 3 says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And honor in this verse means to place value upon. So in other words, we are to esteem our parents and treat our relationship with them as something of great worth and priceless value in our lives. And as I began to realize how far I had strayed from that command, I was very regretful of those years that had been lost to selfishness. And I walked through a process of repenting, first to God and then to my parents, for my lack of loyalty and honor towards them. And then I welcomed them back into a place of honor in my life. I began to place value upon my relationship with them Again, I began to go to them for advice. I began to listen to their instruction and wisdom. And I began treating them as my trusted counselors, my authority figures, and my friends. This was amazing to see how much this impacted my life. My decision to show honor towards my parents actually became a critical part of my love story with Eric. As God unfolded our relationship, one of the first things that we felt led to do was to invite our parents to be a part of the process of our relationship as it was developing. And Eric learned to respect my dad's position of authority over my life. It was very counterculture. We had not seen anyone really who lived this way. It's probably more normal in other cultures around the world, but in our modern society, we don't really value the position of parents or or even of a father's position over a daughter's life. But Eric really felt led by God to receive the blessing of my dad before he began to pursue a relationship with me. And that was such a key part of the purity and the beauty of our love story. And as our love story developed, we invited our parents to be our accountability partners, our counselors, and our advisors. Now, if you had told me a few years before this that my parents would be a key part of my love story, I would have just looked at you like you were crazy because the thought of parents being involved, you just kind of picture this oppressive, restrictive thing where they just tell you everything you're supposed to do and say and kind of sit in between you on the couch and interpret the conversation back and forth. And in reality, it was the opposite. As we invited our parents into a key position in our relationship, as we allowed them into what God was doing in our relationship, they actually felt more comfortable and gave us more freedom because they saw that we were not trying to hide anything and that we truly wanted to honor God in this area of our lives. And 
it really provided some amazing benefits to our relationship. We never felt the insecurity of making decisions on your on our own. We were navigating a relationship very differently than the way we had seen relationships built in our culture and we didn't really know how to make every decision properly. So to be able to go to our parents and ask for their perspective and ask for their advice and pray with them, I mean, these were the people who cared more about us than anyone else on earth, and they took that position so seriously. And some of the best pieces of wisdom that we have ever received came from our parents during that season of our lives, and it's wisdom that we still live by today. Honoring our parents and respecting their God-given position of authority in our lives This was something that kept our love story Christ-centered. And actually, to my surprise, it was also one of the key reasons why there was so much beauty in our love story. You kind of think of a love story being more romantic if you just keep parents out of the picture and go off and do your own thing. But actually, the opposite is true. As Eric and my dad met together on a regular basis, they talked about how to handle our relationship in a God-honoring way, and that made me feel treasured and protected. And I often say, what girl wouldn't feel like a princess with the two most important men in her life meeting to talk about how they could best show love and sensitivity to her? And that's exactly what Eric and my dad were doing for me. And it made me feel so cherished and so honored. In our modern day of just independence and doing your own thing, A lot of us overlook the fact that God has placed parents and authority figures in our lives not to make us miserable, but to bless us and protect us. It's one of the enemy's greatest agendas to drive a wedge between children and their parents, to bait young people, to choose selfishness over loyalty, and to get us to despise our heritage. And the results of this can be devastating to our lives. One example of this is the pro-abortion industry. Pro-abortion industry is very much targeting young girls today and really trying to lure them in to a certain kind of lifestyle that would require them to need the services of places like Planned Parenthood, or at least think that they need the services of Planned Parenthood. And I once heard on a documentary about the pro-abortion agenda that they actually put it in their marketing plan of how they want to approach young women from a young age, and this is their goal, to break down their natural modesty, separate them from their parents, and become the, quote, sex expert in their lives. So basically, plant those seeds of thought at an early age to say you don't need your parents, your parents don't understand you, your parents will get angry at, your parents don't know anything, we're the ones who know how this area of your life should be. And when young girls buy into that, the results truly are devastating. They begin this lifestyle that is very unhealthy, that is very immoral, and they make really life-altering choices that they're going to regret for the rest of their lives when they become separated from those God-given, built-in protection and authority figures in their parents. So no matter what your age or your season of life, God has placed people above you in authority who are meant to counsel you and help guide your steps. That doesn't mean they're a dictator in your life and you just blindly follow them, but it means you learn that principle of honoring and respecting their authority and taking their advice seriously. 
When we're young and living at home under our parents' authority, then God asks us to submit to their leadership. And even after we're adults living independently, we're still called to honor them and respect the important position that they hold in our lives. When we get married, God asks us to submit to our husband's authority. That authority transfers from parent to husband. And when we're in part of a church body, we are called to come under the spiritual direction of our pastors and appointed Christian leaders. So no matter what stage of life you are in, showing deference to those in authority over you is a key way that you're called to honor God and keep your feet on the path of wisdom. On the flip side of this, disregarding the God-given authorities that he's placed in your life is like driving down the interstate without a rear-view mirror and without side-view mirrors. Sooner or later, those blind spots are going to cause a collision in your life. We're bound to veer off course when we despise our heritage and fail to honor those in authority above us. Those car mirrors, as we're driving down the road are designed to help us see our blind spots and avoid accidents. In the same way, God has placed authorities in our life for our own protection. So when we choose to ignore or scorn them, it's choosing our own destruction. There's a study that came out in the recent years that shows that today's young people, the younger generation today, are the most likely out of any generation in history to betray their mentors or their authority figures, including their parents, their teachers, and their leaders. And I've seen this so many times where countless parents have gone through the heartache of pouring out their lives for their children only to be disregarded and even despised by them as those children become adults. All too many Christians feel justified in tossing loyalty and honor towards their parents aside as soon as it serves their own interests. Scripture is very clear, though, about what happens when we do this, when we become wise in our own eyes and we don't heed our authorities. In Romans 1.30, it talks about a group of people who are whisperers, backbiters, proud, boasters, and disobedient to parents. All that list is kind of lumped together. When we're disobedient to parents, we become whispers, backbiters, proud, and boastful. And it doesn't lead anywhere good in our lives. In 1 Timothy 3.2, it's talking about in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. That describes our culture quite well, if you ask me. We need to be willing to go against the tide when it comes to this issue of honoring our authorities and honoring our parents. Others in our culture may casually sell their birthright for a bowl of red stew, but God has called us to put aside our fleshly desires and value the heritage that he has given us. Now, like I said, this doesn't mean blind loyalty towards parents or leaders and having no mind of your own or letting yourself be led into ungodly behavior because you're just blindly following an authority figure. But what it does mean is a purposeful decision to respect those that God has put over us, even if we don't always like or agree with their decisions or their perspective. 
If you disagree with your parents, ask God to show you how to handle your disagreement in an honorable way. Your parents aren't going to be perfect. Maybe they aren't even Christians. Maybe they aren't even in a healthy place in their own spiritual life. But I would encourage you to try making loving appeals to them rather than spewing angry words or attitudes towards them. And don't underestimate the power of prayer. Even if your parents are not walking with God, they can be softened towards his truth through your faithful prayers and your loving attitude towards them. And even if they're not walking with God, oftentimes God can speak through them and provide his wisdom if you go to them and seek their counsel and their advice. But when you allow fleshly anger to take over, you can be sure that you're not honoring God or taking a true stand for righteousness. The book of James tells us very clearly where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. That's in James 3.16. And Jesus gives us the sobering warning that whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. That's in Matthew 5.22. So the attitude that we approach our parents or our authorities that we may not totally agree with, we may be concerned about them, the attitude that we approach them in and the words that we use are extremely important. If you find yourself in disagreement with your parents or others who are in authority over you, be very watchful of letting anger and pride take over and dictate your response. The godly biblical approach is to continue to show love and honor in your actions and words towards your leaders, no matter how much you may disagree with them. If you're truly yielded to God's spirit, he may lead you to make a respectful appeal to your parent or your leader about the issue that you're concerned about. But this will usually be after diligent prayer and heart preparation and not in anger or right in the heat of the moment. Always remember that it is impossible to make a godly, respectful appeal when you are angry and full of pride. So be sure that your hard attitude is right before you even consider trying to appeal or counter the perspective of someone that you're in disagreement with. Remember that you are not the one who can truly change your parents at the soul level. Only the Spirit of God can accomplish that. Walk in step with Him as you navigate disagreements and be sure that you handle every conversation in a truly Christ-honoring way. I would encourage you to freshly read 1 Corinthians 13 and be sure that your actions and attitudes line up with God's pattern for Christ-like love and not the world's pattern of fleshly pride. But for now, I want to leave you with a few key thoughts. The way that we respond to our earthly authorities often defines how we respond to our ultimate authority, God. So this is not an area to take lightly. If you've been treating your parents, husband, elders, or leaders in a dishonoring way, ask God to forgive you and teach you how to walk in the opposite direction, which is what real repentance means. If you've hurt those in authority over you with a rebellious or prideful attitude, then take the time to make things right with those people. Maybe you simply need to express your appreciation and gratitude towards those who have invested in your life. Or God may be asking you to begin showing deference and respect for the older generation rather than dismissing them as old-fashioned and out of touch. Whatever 
practical step God places on your heart. Be willing to swallow your pride, get out of your comfort zone, and go against the tide of what is normal in our culture in this area. Honoring your parents may at first seem like a dismal responsibility, but I can speak from personal experience that if you embrace it joyfully and walk this narrow path by the grace of God, you will soon discover the unmatched strength and blessing that begins to flow into your life as a result, not to mention a closer walk with Jesus Christ. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more on this topic, please see issue 13 of our Set Apart Girl magazine and the article Honoring Authority, available at setapartgirl.com. And if you haven't yet subscribed to our Set Apart Girl magazine, this is a beautiful, spiritually rich resource that can greatly impact your walk with Christ no matter what season of life you're in. So I encourage you to visit setapartgirl.com to learn more. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.